So we've made it to the new year after a hectic, festive period, months of preparation and expectation. January. Let's be honest, it's not the favourite month for many. Roald Dahl said if he had his way, he'd remove January from the calendar and have an extra July instead. But midwinter doesn't have to be bleak. Welcome to our Bay Health Festivals podcast. Welcome to this edition of the podcast and we're joined by an expert with some top tips to help us get through the month. Gemma Wright is a practice development nurse for Lancashire and South Cumbria NHS Foundation Trust. She works across the bay to support all of us who sometimes need a bit of help, something that isn't unusual at this time of year. After spending so much time at Christmas and New Year with other people, we tend to want to take that step back and just have that time on our own. You can have low mood, um, you could find it difficult to concentrate, people can have um, problems with sleep, um, either too much or too little, um, people can feel sluggish or agitated, whether that's with the food that they've been eating, too much alcohol, not wanting to speak to others or see or spend time with other people. You have all of the hypes up for Christmas and New Year, like you've just said, and then suddenly your family and you're all gone back to work. You might have to go back to work yourself. It's still all dark mornings. You don't see much sunlight. And, um, yeah, you've all just got to get back to daily life, really, and it's not that interesting anymore. And it's completely normal, isn't it? When, yeah. it, when, when it comes to sort of this, this feeling at this time of year, we all experience it, don't we? No matter who you are, how much money you've got, your outlook on life at all, what part of society you're from, you know, it is a normal and sensation, isn't it? This feeling of January being quite a, well, they call it, don't they, the bluest kind of month of the year. Yeah, very much so. Everybody does get a little bit depressed, a little bit anxious. Um, you've got a lot of hype over Christmas and New Year where you've got crowds, lots of people going out, and then suddenly nobody's got any money anymore nobody can do anything and probably the best thing to do is have something to look forward to either with friends or family not necessarily spending money but just having get-togethers so that you're not on your own so is there something we can all do for free ideally that will make a difference well the good news is there is and i'm doing it right now I think just getting out into daylight massively, going for a walk, whether it's around your garden or if you are at work, going out in your lunch break, just going for a quick walk around the building, that'll make a massive difference. Keeping hydrated, just trying to do those things, talking to people as much as possible and just doing things that you love. So getting outside, despite the weather, has been proved to make a difference. But if you're busy, or maybe if you're not, does charting your activity help when it comes to keeping a check of the progress you're making? Yeah, definitely. I mean, people keep that calendar on the build-up for Christmas and New Year, don't they, with all your Christmas parties and the actual countdown to Christmas just gets people excited. So even having that one or two things booked in every single month to look forward to... Um, it just keeps people focused, really. There's apps that you can download on your phone. Um, and as soon as people get into that routine of exactly what to eat or maybe to go for a walk, some people are morning people. I'm definitely not. Some people like getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going to the gym. I'm not one of those people. 
Um, but if you can do that, great, get that done. Um, or if you do it later on, you know, you might involve your children if you want to do that. That's also helping them and getting them into a routine as well as, like I say, meeting up with friends who they could finish work and come and meet you. Or if people work from home, I know loads of people that go for walks in the lunch break. I've got um, a gym membership with my friend and we try and meet twice a week to go and do that. And I think almost having, like say, that pressure of meeting somebody, you want to not let that person down. So you go and you meet them or you book onto a class and then you go and do that and you might not feel like it before you go and it's one of those things where you go oh no I've got to go and do that again but then once you've done it you feel so much better about yourself and it's almost like a pat on the back and then you don't want to be reaching for the sugary snacks because then I've actually gone and done this so you compliment yourself by doing something a little bit nicer you know and it's so much easier as well by putting things in the slow cooker you've got all your vegetables in there that are cooking themselves for you throughout the day And Gemma says just by making time to meet a friend to exercise, whether it's a walk, a gym session or just a catch-up, may bring about benefits for them too. One thing about this time of year is that you're not alone when it comes to coping with the dark nights and festive anticlimax. Obviously any form of exercise will release those endorphins that we need, those feel-good hormones. Um, and again having nutritious food so not reaching for your sugary snacks um, and just getting food that's high in vitamins will help you feel better obviously getting good food um, getting exercise and seeing people making you feel better but also you're looking after your health you're not putting on those extra pounds which will then make people feel sluggish and not feel so great about themselves Hopefully Gemma's advice will be helpful when it comes to getting out. Don't forget, every day there's more daylight to make the most of. But let's recap Gemma's top tips for making the most of January. Yeah, I think just getting out into daylight massively, going for a walk, like I say, whether it's around your garden or if you are at work, going out um, in your lunch break, just going for a quick walk around the building. That'll make a massive difference. Keeping hydrated, just trying to do those things, talking to people as much as possible and just doing things that you love. So if having that bath twice a week makes you feel better, a little bit of self-care. And I've talked a lot about healthy eating, but if that chocolate bar's going to make you feel better, get it. Because <laughs> what's the worst is, was it little treats? And that's the thing, isn't it? To, to, like I said before, maybe chart that, you know, you've ticked a week off, in that week you've achieved that. Because people forget, don't you? Forget what mm. you've done. So to write it down, maybe, or keep some kind of record to show that you have changed, you know, in a week. You get to week two, before you know it, you're towards February. You know, so you crack the worst, some would say the worst month of the year, heading towards the lighter nights, and you've done it. And that record, perhaps, especially if you share it with somebody as well, might encourage somebody to, to not feel as, as blue as maybe they are doing. Yeah, definitely. If people take that diary and say, oh, actually, I feel like I've had a really rubbish week, but then they look back and they see that five days out of seven actually I've had a really good week and I've been out for a walk every single day and you know these are the people I've spoken to and I've upped my water intake and suddenly I'm feeling all right you know I've saved a load of money because instead of spending on takeaways and meals out I've actually invited friends over it just makes people feel so much better but yeah getting out into daylight is something that doesn't cost anything and will boost your mood massively. So I'm buying a diary. I'm buying a bar of chocolate right now. I'm definitely going for a walk when it's when it's light. Is there anything else we could we could do? There's light therapies as well. If people um, if people want to do that, so obviously for seasonal affective disorder, you know, there's lots of lots of research around light boxes. So for people who don't like waking up um, when it's dark, 
I am one of those people. I'll turn the lights straight on, but obviously that can be quite quite traumatic at 6am. It will slowly wake you up throughout the morning. People who have maybe afternoon naps as well, um, as well as maybe having more than your nine hours recommended sleep can make people feel really groggy. Over weekend, I know some people who just sleep all day, but then they find it 10 times harder to get up on Monday morning. Um, so I think it is just about making sure that you're having that sleep, but just not too much. And so I guess, again, routine, having whether, whether it's work yeah. or, or days off, you know, don't sleep too much, don't compensate, unless, of course, you, you feel you really need to because you've been ill or something like that. And again, is there any evidence that you know, we, we hear about January cold, cold bugs and things like that doing the rounds and January's the, the, perhaps the worst month? Is, is that true? Or, or is it just people just generally feel ill because it's not a great time of year? I think it can be a little bit of both. I mean, with people going out when it's a lot colder and wetter and everything, you are more likely and susceptible to get little bits of illnesses, which is why people say, you know, to take your vitamins and eat healthy and everything else. Um, but I think when you've been eating so much party food and everything, um, it does make you feel sluggish and groggy. You're not getting enough um, sleep. You're drinking more alcohol um, and it doesn't make you feel great. So as an effect of that, it can make you ill, but it can also just make you feel really sluggish because your body's not necessarily used to it. And I suppose from your research, it does change, doesn't it? You know, come February, March, April, looking back on January, what was that all about? You know, it's almost kind of, and I guess that's the thing that people need to, to, to do is learn and realise that actually it is part of your natural cycle. You know, you will, it, things will improve and things will get better. So is that, how, what you, is that your message to people? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if people are struggling too much, obviously they've always got the GPs to go to. There is that help out there. I don't think people should just keep going for walks and trying to eat healthily if they're really struggling and they need that um, clinical help. Um, obviously, there's always people there for them to reach out to. And is it a case that, you know, once people do get that help, things can be brought back onto the even keel? You know, it's a matter of perhaps asking for help rather than waiting too long and you know, encountering real problems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially for people who live alone, you know, the GP might point them towards talking therapies. I'm certainly not an advocate for medication pushing, even though I am a nurse. So that's not the, the always the option. Um, so I think just sometimes having that person to speak to and offloading, because people can't always talk to the families or friends about how they're feeling, um, whether that might be through a stigma or just feeling a little bit embarrassed about it, which people don't need to feel, but obviously pe- some people do. So having those places to go where they can have someone to talk to can make all the difference, whether that's face-to-face, online, um, over the phone, these helplines out there as well. Jamie, you've given loads of information during the interview. Thank you very much for that. We've also got a, a very detailed blog, which we'll share as well. Just finally, any points from this do you want to really highlight to make sure people you know, do make the benefit of and, and don't have a, a blue January? Um, just about for them to seek the help that they need um, if they need it. And like you say, keeping a track of how you feel and thinking, what can I do to help myself, whether that be having that chocolate bar, going for a walk or having a bath, just seeing friends, that kind of thing. Thanks to Gemma Wright, Practice Development Nurse for Lancashire and South Cumbria NHS Foundation Trust. Well, I'm off to enjoy some of this blustery day and I hope you're soon able to benefit from some of Gemma's advice too. You can read details in our show notes for this podcast. Thank you for downloading our Bay Health Festivals podcast. Other podcasts are available on our festivals website, thebayhealthfestivals.org.uk slash podcasts.